and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. And we are twinning. We're bo- we're bolt twinning. We're lightning bolt twinning today. We didn't even plan it. We didn't even. I'm taking a fit picture. Do your best. So, I thought we would talk. Oh, look at me. I'm in charge. Yeah, go for it. I'm just happy. Well, I thought we'd talk about my recent travels. You got to go. Not because, not because I want to show off, but because I'm really plaid, plaid, plaid. I'm really plaid. I'm really glad that we went. Good. And we very nearly didn't go because the week before they announced that to go into Italy, you had to have your COVID test. And that's not cheap. And then literally we left on the Friday and I think on the Thursday six or the Tuesday. Thursday, six o'clock on Tuesday night. Cause I heard it on the radio and I went, Oh no, my, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what's happened? I was like, disaster has struck. Yeah. They said that we would now have to quarantine. So, so we were given the, the trip as a present, the world's nicest present. We were given the trip as a present. Then we had to get the COVID test. And I thought, oh, maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe it's really irresponsible. And then I was like, no, no. And the reason that we chose Venice was that my husband had said, when the pandemic's over or when lockdown's over, I'd really like to go to Venice because it's always so busy and it would be amazing to go somewhere. And obviously it was on the travel corridor. So it was like, you can nip there for a weekend. You don't have to quarantine it's a, an incredible place to see and it's usually really touristy so then tuesday before we leave they say it's you're now going to have to quarantine from four o'clock on sunday and we were getting back on monday and i slightly felt and then I, and i heard this whilst at Specsavers. now my eyesight has got so bad in one eye that if i have glasses one side is like the bottom of a milk bottle and the other side is normal and so my glasses cost extra because i have to have the lenses made the same otherwise i look weird and so i spent 220 pounds that i didn't have i didn't have that money but my head was hurting so much from not wearing my glasses not having the right prescription on my glasses and i was like this is the universe telling me not to go yeah this is the universe being like don't go you're being an idiot and i do have anxiety and so it's really hard in that situation to be like, is it the universe telling you not to go? Is it your anxiety telling you not to go? Yeah. Would you have found a reason not to go anyway? And most people were like, you just have to go. You just have to go. Like you've done the, you've got the negative COVID test. You've spent all that money. You just need to go. <laughs> I was like, when are we going to reschedule it? Because realistically you could reschedule it for April no idea what's going to be happening in the world in april i mean we so could all be living in handmaid's tale but this could be handmaid's tale yeah. either you cancel or you go for it because moving it you just don't know what could be happening no. and it kind of brings us on to what you and i were talking about before where you don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen and we're now so I said to you, when looking at a restricted autumn slash winter. When we joined the Zoom chat, 
um, which is how we record our podcasts, um, we did the normal, how are you? And I did, I was a very good girl because instead of doing the normal British thing of, I'm fine, I was like, I'm not fine. I feel really low or I have been, I'm a lot better today, but I have been feeling really low. Now, <clears throat> normally that, if I feel low, that's normally down to the fact that I uh, am lacking sleep and I have not but been what I thought was also well. interesting was that you're like, usually I'm low because I'm lacking sleep, but also from what we then talked about, it seems to me that you, you sleep quite well or you have, or like you have bad dreams or. Yeah. It's not that you can't get to sleep. No, no, it's I'm falling to sleep. Deep sleep. I it's think, like a troubled sleep. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm having definitely having a troubled sleep, and I, I every I'd say it happens like every three or four days. So I hear something on the news, or someone says something, or I see something, and it suddenly pulls me back into the reality of what we're doing. So I live in Kent. So we're for now are we are in tier one, right? Sure. Um, yeah, well, you showed off about Venice, so I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah, how, whoever, whoever knows, like, I don't know how long it's, we're going to remain in tier one. So it's really surreal for me to be, like, talking to, like, my friends who live in Manchester and, like, talking to people like you who live in London um, or Essex that I think some of Essex have gone into tier two and some of my yeah. friends in Manchester are in tier three. Yeah. And if it... I feel a bit far removed from it and it's almost like I can see I, I, I was listening to the news before and someone said don't think that Manchester what's going on in Manchester isn't going isn't going to happen to you basically what's happening to Manchester now will be happening to us soon and it's almost like watching the train come down the track and you can kind of see the lights and I think that's yeah. bothering me. And every now and again, I'll have a little realisation that Christmas is going to be a bit bobbins. Um, and it's just all a bit bleak. So that's where I am, okay. folks. Which is quite unusual for me, because I'm normally really upbeat. And, I'm, and what's concerning for me is that, and I, and I don't wish this to sound come out wrong, like, if I am getting knocked off my positivity perch, then the people that aren't naturally positive must be really yeah. no I totally agree and I think it's the uncertainty oh I need to share that thing in the groups I think I spoke about it last week where um a very amazing woman who works in crisis management was talking about how the six months is actually worse because everyone oh you know you hit a six month deal breaker where you're just like like oh I can't, I feel awful. And she's like, that's completely normal. And this is why it's normal. And um, so I'll share that in the Life Laundry podcast Facebook group. Um, but I bet lots of people are feeling it. I think a lot of people are feeling it. And I think it's very up and down. Like you can be feeling fine one day and just feeling completely horrendous the next. And I think it is the uncertainty. And Again, I'm going to be smug about being an antisocial person because it's okay. Like, I, I worry about my mum because obviously she's on her own. Um, but she, again, I don't know why, she's tier one. So, so, so she's fine. Um, and it, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of it as a, like a snuggly, huggy. That's, that's not what's bothering me. What's bothering me really is more 
on not on a micro like how am I going to cope with this level on a macro level really that's how I'm thinking about it it's just like how are we going to cope with it as a society and that's what I find really depressing so I shared this with Chippy um, before we started recording so because we're in tier one on um, Thomas and Johnny have now on their half term they have two weeks off a half term both in high school so the way it works in their high school is the whole of their year group is their bubble so it's about 200 people 200 kids in Thomas's bubble and 200 kids in Johnny's bubble on Friday night, he um, walked to McDonald's with four of his friends that are in his bubble. So he was under the rule of six. Um, and some, a couple of them had gone home to get changed. So they weren't all in school uniform. And some guy helpfully stopped in a van, shouted at them and told them that he was going to call the police on them. And Thomas ran home absolutely terrified. Yeah. Like, he was terrified. And, and, and I think that's what is bothering me, that really not whether or not I can get the, the size turkey I want for Christmas Day or if I can... No, 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 no. I wasn't it, meaning it like No, that. no, 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 I know that. But it's more like ha how everyone's turning on each other. I and mean, it's really bothering. It's really depressing. And like, it's really I depressing. What, I think what the part of the problem is, as I said earlier, I think when we had the big lockdown, everyone was in it together. We were all, everyone was in their house or everyone was having their hour of exercise yeah. or everyone was at the window tutting about everyone's hour of exercise in my case. <laughs> Whereas now, as you say, like you guys are allowed out. We're not allowed. And also it's really unclear. So for example, one of the reasons that this weekend was so good was that my three boys went to my mum's for the weekend. So they yeah. haven't been to my mum's for the weekend as the three of them on their own since this, this year. Because and usually they would they wouldn't do it a lot, but one of them might go and have a sleepover with her or whatever. They've hardly stayed at my mum's. Um, we stayed there for a couple of days at my birthday in August, and they loved it. It was a really normal thing for them to do. And obviously, they had a moment where like Jim missed me for about five minutes, I think, once on a Saturday. But like, <laughs> it, it, it's quite a normal thing for them to do to go and stay with my mum. And so I actually think that was a really nice normal thing, but. For example, two week, in two weeks' time on Friday, when I'm allowed out, I'm supposed to take Jack to have lunch at my mum's house. So I'm in tier two. Yeah. My mum's in tier one, tier three, tier one. Tier one. Am I allowed to go to her house for lunch? I don't know, Chiffy. I actually don't know. No, I'm, and I'm wondering whether they're making it deliberately confusing. Like... <laughs> Because I don't know. I don't want to get. I'm. A, I'm. I'm quite an abiding person. I don't mind wearing a mask. I mean, I just want to. Uh, yesterday, I wore a mask pretty much for uh, about twelve hours straight, if not longer. It's not my favourite thing to do. No, it's not my favourite thing to do. But it meant I could go around Venice. I'm okay with that. If I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not my favourite thing to do. It's a very small <laughs> infringement on my, uh, you know, existence. But here I'm a bit like, but we don't all wear masks outside. You have to wear a mask in a shop. You're not allowed in, you're not allowed on play dates, even though, so I would understand if they were like, you have to go on play dates with your kids bubble. Mm -hmm. But what you're asking us to do is to go through a half term where we're basically not allowed play dates. Our kids aren't allowed to socialize, but unless they're playing a sport or going shooting. 
in which case that's shooting. fine that's random yeah if you go shooting you can be in a in a big group but if if you're it just you know I mean i'm just like you can't you either have to be like masks on everywhere temperature taken everywhere hand sanitizer everywhere boom or you have to be just you know I mean we seem to be doing half of one and i'm not I, i'm not medically trained don't know if i've mentioned it but i'm not medically trained so i don't know what the best thing to do is and i'm all for maybe you should just phone up boris and ask him well i don't think he fucking knows <laughs> does he doesn't know his ass from his elbow <laughs> i think he's the last person i'd call but but <laughs> do you know what I mean? it's just really difficult and like i'm trying to organize for the school for for his year a thing where for Halloween, so Ned's favourite day of the year is Halloween. And I was like, there's no trick-or-treating. So, but what I've got is I've got about 10... Yeah, is, is there definitely no trick-or-treating? Is, there a, is it a well, law now? Or no, it's not a law, but you can't go to other people's houses. You can't have more than a group of six. So what I've said is, why don't we do a loop with the people in the bubble in, our, in his year? And whoever's in this loop, so I think there's about 15 of us. And you start off and you go round... To the, to, on a route and as that so the first person goes on their route and then as they've left the second person's house the second person goes on a route then the third person goes so you're all going around at slightly different times and everyone's in to give sweeties so they still have that thing but it's not going to strangers house and it's it's not being in a big group and it's not doing all of that thing so it's still I'm, I'm just, it's literally like go for a fresh walk Go for a walk in the fresh air in your costume and get individually wrapped sweets from your friends' houses. Because I feel like it, then it's something Halloween-y. I wanted to share this because um, Emma, the psychology mum on Instagram. Yeah, we both she's really, great. We both really like Emma. She shared this date on her Instagram and I thought it was really good and I um, wanted to summarise it. <clears throat> so she shared something called the mental health curve and she said in the, in the UK, we are about to go into a second COVID wave with an exhausted population whose mental and physical and in many cases financial resources have been depleted. Mm -hmm. gung-ho togetherness and sunny springtime is gone and covid fatigue is drawing in with the waning light it's just she's got such a lovely way of words we all move up and down the mental health curve and research suggests covid may be pu pushing more of us down the curve so these uh, these are some ideas these so these are practical things that she has shared she's a psychologist yeah so number one <clears throat> understand that it is not you or a failure in you and how if you are feeling low it is a product of months and months of living in a high stress time of uncertainty and anxiety and the exhaustion and depletion is a result of your body having its foot on the anxious on the anxiety fight or flight gas pedal for this long because i was saying oh god i just feel knackered and part of me i was thinking have I got like po like really bad post viral fatigue having had suspected COVID? That's yeah, what I, yeah, I yeah. think. Do I need to go to the doctors? Do I have to, is there something going on here? So I am keeping an eye on it. Number two, should hold on to the things that keep you afloat when things are get when things get choppy. So have gentle activities that you that in your toolkit that you do have the capacity for, like make breakfast the night before, 
basic and we hear about it, but it really works. Drink enough water, get enough sunlight, get to bed early. And I was thinking the earlier I go to bed, the earlier tomorrow comes, the quicker this whole nightmare's over, quite frankly. So I'm going to bed really, really early. <laughs> And they think can I just say that's a sign of that's a sign of poor mental health. What is going to no, I know, I know. So when I that, used to that that getting it, getting it, that's how I reverse my body clock. Like a like an so absolute when I when I was really anxious really quite anxious once and I was I used to was seeing a counsellor and, and whatnot, I was like, I could just sleep all the time. And, yeah. I, and I thought that was good because I felt that was my body telling me I needed to rest my brain. And, and he was like, no, you have to be really strict with yourself and just get your eight hours. Yeah. And fight that urge to stay in bed, which I was like, oh, well, one would have thought that it would have been a good thing to sleep. No, I stayed, I used to do like three weeks at a time. Just not literally getting out of bed to pee. Yeah, it's horrible. It, it, yeah, it's, it's grim. But also that thing of... Um, Sleep is going to pass my time is a very, as a thing that I hear a lot when I talk to people about mental health, again, not a medical professional, but that idea that like unconsciousness is going to help pass your time, which it does. But yeah, the oblivion of, of being unconscious is, is, yeah. is pre preferable. Yeah. yeah. Like, and actually... The, the, th the thing that I keep thinking is, and it's, again, it's not the same, but, but part of the, we, we're all, I keep hearing about the Hugh uh, thing, the Scandinavian thing. Uh, my mother grew up Heige. in Sweden. Heige. Hugh, yeah, yeah, Heige, I see you call I it. It was Heige. No, Hugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... So I've always grown up with within a house where she has like amazing wooden candle holders and yeah, she she cutches up the house really nicely. Um, is that another word? He's what? <laughs> Kutch. Oh yeah, that's Welsh for cuddle. Cutches up the house, yeah. But that's Welsh for a cuddle. Yeah, but in my family, who is half Welsh? We say like you. Kutch. Have kutch. Yeah, cutch yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so she, uh, she, so she, so we, yeah, we she always is like she doesn't won't have overhead lights on. It's always side lights, candles, coziness. Not particularly, I think, from Sweden, but that's just how she was brought up. But. And I think that's because those countries have such dark, long, cold winters that you can't, you don't go out as much. You have to be in and you have to be, you have to make being in okay. Is it Sweden that you, some days the sun doesn't even come up? I think it, yeah. Yeah. Like mm, two or three days. In Sweden, it sometimes it never gets properly dark. And never gets properly like, oh God. Ooh. Um, so, and then there's two more points that Emma made. Um, if mm. your normal coping strategies just seem like too much effort, like if you would normally go to the gym or you can't face Zooming anybody, either just go for a walk or texting. So think of your coping mechanisms as being on a continuum. So if your coping mechanism is exercising, yeah, you might not be willing to get on your Lycra and go to a gym, but you might 
take the dog a quick walk or do 10 minutes of yoga. And then the final thing that she said is that it's so hard and we hear it all the time, but be extra gentle on yourself. Like yeah. be really gentle on yourself. One thing that, that I do and I get out of the habit of doing, but I really enjoy doing when I remember and actually not today because it's too windy. But what is really nice is if it's like a sunny day or a warm, or it's just not a really windy or rainy day, I do try and go and dictate my work outside for a bit. And I'll wrap up in a big coat and a scarf and I will go and sit in the garden at my kitchen, at my garden table and type a bit where I'll take a cup of coffee out. And I think we're not very good. I feel like with, we're, we're a nation of people who have to have a reason to go outside. Like you take the dog for a walk or you go for a walk. Or, yeah. But actually, if you sit outside with your cup of tea and your podcast, being in the, the actual light and having that fresh air, which, and that's particularly good for those of us who are quarantined for two weeks. So if you get, I know a lot of people are now getting the message that says, you've been near someone who's tested positive for coronavirus. And so you then you're just stuck in your house. Um, but if you can sit on your doorstep in your coat with your cup of tea um, and that kind of thing, I think it really helps. So I, I, think, think, I think you have to, I think the thing about the reason I keep coming back to Hugh, which is obviously a very different concept because it's, Heidi. it's not pandemic based. Heidi. For the northerners, is, you know, the listeners, Heidi. <laughs> is that you can i'll have a i'll have a scandinavian who will correct my pronunciation my i've never been able to speak swedish even a word um but it's it is all about they they've what they've done is they've learned the pleasure in the little things and they've learned that like at that time where the there is dark there is you know cold snow you don't go out very much um you have to take care of yourself emotionally and you know your well-being by being inside and having hot chocolate and and i think we sort of slightly i don't know i feel like we get into this thing where it's like you must be doing eight hours of exercise a day and drinking your green drink and yeah and, it's not just that. Um, as british people were like come on let's get on with it come on pull your socks yeah. come on come on and you can only do that for a certain level of time so I think it was really important for me today just to sort of go because I know that people perceive me as a very positive but like if ever I say on Instagram ask me a question it's like how do you stay so positive so I think it's really important to balance it and go I've not been feeling that positive actually I love you though because you are sometimes you'll be like we'll we'll start a chat and you'll be like hi and i'm like and you're like i'm really angry today and i'm like you sound more chirpy than i do on a chirpy day <laughs> um so i think that's the thing i think you are quite i think what's nice about you on social media is it's not a fake chirpiness you are quite positive and yeah and, and, if, and, and I if, I do, if i do feel like i'm having a low day i just won't go on stories because like i look at myself and i annoy myself I annoy myself because I'm because I'm just a bit like whingy. So I just won't go. I just, won't. Love you. I just don't think anybody needs to see it. I don't, well, I think, and this is, oh, we're going down a, a social media hole. But I think that's the thing. It's like everyone wants people to share everything. Uh, do you know what I mean? 
but then you're like, well, I don't feel like going on and making everyone feel crap by being moody. <laughs> going on social media and crying. But no, I do. Yeah. I do. So what I'm doing as well is I am making sure. So I'm making sure that I am going to the gym. I'm still loving Peloton, loving Peloton. Honestly, I said to Mike last night, I even got Mike into it. The reason why I love Peloton so much is because they're all so chirpy, like so unashamedly energetic you know so uh, yesterday uh we arrived at Heathrow yeah. no how was Venice none of that Gemma says do you want Mike's Mike's getting rid of his audible no, so this, hold on a minute. I had previously texted you and told you that from what you've been saying we text pretty much daily so I wouldn't expect like but but it was just that you know switch on your phone when you've landed Bing, bing, Mike's giving up Audible. And I thought, have I missed something? Does this mean, like, something, something's happened? Gemma's no longer a fan of Audible. Like, what, what are we doing? And then you're like, no, I've just got loads of... So Mike's giving up Audible. And I think of you on Peloton. And I think, and you were like, do he, you know, do you want some, some of his credits? He's got credits. So I'm assuming he's given up Audible because he's not using it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, credits. That's great. So he, Mike has to, to send me presents basically with this audible account so i went to my wish list now i use audible for self-help and yeah. business stuff so i just felt like a real numpty messaging mike being like and can i have the north star and can i have lean in by cheryl sandberg and can I have there was one that was literally I was I was like I just can't I can't ask Derek for that He'll why just be like, no. periods <laughs> yeah, yeah it was just like so you're giving up this because you you don't have time or the inclination to listen to it and I'm here being like yes in my quarantine can you send me more women talking to me about being a woman because I I need it but that's yeah. my peloton version so yeah so you've got to that and then I've also upped my vitamins. I started taking a magnesium supplement because I have really heavy yep. periods that not heavy, painful. And apparently, and in the past when I've taken magnesium, it's really helped. Don't know why. Helped. Yeah. Um, I started taking- You have to be careful not to take too much magnesium. Oh crap, what's happened? Did I turn into RTD2? No, I just remember saying to my doctor, and maybe there'll be someone who tells me different, because I've always had trouble, well, not always, since having Jack, I've had dicky periods. And <laughs> and I said, I'm taking magnesium, and he's like, that's fine, just don't take too much magnesium. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, okay, well, I'll check. I, I'm, not, I'm not overdosing, I'm taking, but like, I, I am, and I made some bone broth. Um, yeah. so I'm going to have some, apparently that's like liquid Botox, Chippy. Is it? It's, it's, it's so, how, so to get collagen powder, which is what I like to take. Yeah. Um, and you can take it and it's. You just do it the easy way. I'm there boiling chicken. No, but, no, but. Not literally boiling. Well, I am, but they are dead. They get it from the bones of animals. Yeah. That's where you get, so bone broth is basically homemade. But yeah. you need to drink a lot of it. Well, yeah, so I'm just using it. But in... it's very good for your ins, so good for your gut. Bone broth, yeah, kimchi, yeah. Uh, kefir, 
kombucha. If you need like an at-home gut, Simprove uh, probiotic is great. If you need an at-home gut, so go. Something after myself. I feel like lockdown number one was a practice for everybody. I feel like we, well, I know it wasn't lockdown light because it was a proper lockdown, but I feel like it was like the beta version because now. Well, because everyone was in it. it we in were in blitz spirit. We were in blitz spirit. It was sunny. You know, yes, it was scary for lots of people because of the financial thing, but the government were, were bailing people out or you were being furloughed. Now it's like companies are going under people are being made redundant the government's fucked off it's it's just mean so like even though we've been told that they will go to school whatever happens um i think it is it, it, there's no fun side to this one no if you see what i mean not that there was a fun side to the last time but it was a bit like blitz spirit you're living through history. We're all making nice banana bread. It's VE day. Let's all make banana bread. Let Gemma's yeah. bloody allotment, you know. And now, yeah, yeah Gemma's got an allotment. For victory. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like you're on your own. Yeah. You're in tier, tier one. I'm in tier two. I can't see you. You can't. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult. Before we do our positives of the week, well, one thing, and I, I don't know if I've said this before, but one thing that keeps coming back to me is, right, you know when you're a kid, and you, and obviously this is not true for everybody, but if you had a happy childhood, so if you had a happy childhood and you looked to your parents as people who would always fix a problem mm. or at least give you comfort. Guidance. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, I remember I had an epiphany a few weeks ago where I was just like, growing up, I've had a very, you know, fortunate life. Nothing horrendous has ever happened to me. But I always have always seen like people in authority, like doctors, whatever, as like mm. the last, you know, well, if all else fails, you know, I can do this or, you know, the, yeah. the system will pick up the mess. Yeah. And now it's kind of like that first realization that you were grown up and your parents can't actually fix everything. And the politicians, I know they make a mess of a lot of things, but the system can't fix this. No, because nobody knows. And to be fair... Really scary. Yeah. But then... People are very resilient. I don't mean everyone. I mean the human race is very resilient. And... You know... There's nothing that we can be doing. There's nothing that we are responsible for that we can be doing. You've just got to be doing what you need to do for yourself and your family. And make bone broth. And make bone broth. Maybe you could share that recipe in the. Also, one thing that I do is that every time we have a chicken, I then make the stock from it, and then you get red miso paste. Also, really good for your gut. Miso in the chicken stock. Bit of few noodles if that's your inclination. Really yummy. Ah, I shall try that. I shall try that. So, what is your positive of the week, Chippy? Well, my positive is very obviously Venice, but we've discussed that. But one thing I would like to talk about is I read a really excellent book while in Venice for anyone else who is a true crime spod. I read a book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McManus, who is a true crime author, and she died in 2016. 
in her sleep at 46, halfway through writing this book. And it's all about someone who's called lots of different things, the East Area Rapist, the original Night Stalker, and who she coined the name for, the Golden State Killer. So he wasn't called that before she came up with that name. She was obsessed with finding out who did it. And about a year after she died, using DNA through Ancestry.com, I think, they got him. So, and he was charged a couple of months ago and um, not charged. He was sentenced a couple of years, a couple of months ago, but it's just incredibly written. So she wanted to be a writer and her obsession with true crime got her to set up this pod, uh, this blog, which I haven't looked at yet called true crime diary, which I'm assuming is still available. And I was like, oh God, another blog. But her writing is insane. Her writing is just so good. And I'm really sad that I'm never going to be able to read anything that she's written that's new. But obviously I've got the whole blog that I can go and read. Um, But if you're a true crime person or you have any interest in the Golden State Killer, um, it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's my recommendation, my book club recommendation. What's your positive for the week so what's 10 minus four six six no your number bonds up to 10 <laughs> so i got ill with this is next coronavirus uh easter weekend six months ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and for the first time this week i feel like my fitness is back to where it was before i got sick it's taken me six freaking months like me but for science body spot the lungs are just so like that because it's such a lung thing mm. as opposed to like a cold or flu or whatever which can be anywhere but it can take them so long to recover without you sort of feeling like the rest of you needs to recover so i think for people who are really active or fit it can that, that thing that it can take so long and it's just it's it's that unseen stuff going on with your lungs that must yeah. be really. So I'm really ha- I'm really happy. That's my positive because I feel like I feel physically that's normal. Emotion. Is it Peloton telling you to get up the hill? Ah, oh, there's this amazing instructor called Matty, and he Did like. He you Peloton. No, he's so nice. Like, and he's in New York, and he like he does the amazing. He does like a he'll have a Barbra Streisand run. Or um, a Dolly Parton run. It's amazing, and it's just like, oh, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, put two points on now, Peloton. Two points, and I'm in the gym, and I got so excited today that I actually did a little whoop. I went woohoo like that, and I realised there were other people there. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Oh my god, you're such a joiner in the fact that. You were like this, and the fact that there's only two people in the world that say bobbins makes me realise that I have essentially married the uh, male version of Gemma. Uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. I'm very happy that Chippy got to go to Venice, although I did challenge her to canoe down the Grand Canal and she didn't do it. <laughs> all right, say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.